Good morning to everyone on Facebook, whoever's tuned in already. Um, we're going to get started with community conversations very soon. I have a very special guest with me. I can't wait to introduce to you all. Um, she is the owner, creator, founder, like all those hats um, of an urban magazine. It's called the Urbane Magazine. And we're definitely going to get into uh, more details. So just hold on. We'll be going live on air very soon. We just don't want everyone else to miss out on all the goodness of this magazine. Um, and you can find out ways that you can support. Um, let's support this endeavor. Um, let's keep telling our stories through our lenses. Um, so just give us just a moment. How are you doing, Miss Diana? Yeah, thank you. How are you today? I am great. So hope everyone out there is watching on Facebook uh, shares this video. And then you reach out once we give you the contact information. We hope that you reach out to Ms. Diana um, and inquire how you can help and be a part of this project to help spread the word all across Arkansas and beyond. <laughs> we don't want to just, just be a statewide thing. Um, we're going to start where we can, though. Alrighty. <clears throat> so, just a few moments, y'all. Um, hope everyone is doing well. Hope everyone is staying hydrated because this summer heat is no joke. Um, it did not come to play. We cannot afford for anybody to be out there passing out. <laughs> All righty. And here we go. <laughs> Good morning, everyone, and happy Wednesday to you. I hope that you're having a great start to your day. You're tuning in to Community Conversations on KLEK 102.5 FM. I'm your host, Kobila Jones, and my very special guest today is Ms. Or is it Ms.? I'm sorry. It's Ms. <laughs> okay. Ms. Diana Donahue, who is the owner, founder, editor, publisher of the Urbane Magazine out of Little Rock, Arkansas. However, you know, we're trying to get some statewide and global recognition and spread the word around on uh, support and everything else in between. So good morning to you. And I want to get started with, you know, how did you, where did the vision come from or how long have you been thinking about doing this? And then when did you actually launch the magazine? Um, just a little background information. Uh, probably over 10 years ago now, um, I just wanted to do something different for my people. And I'm a writer by nature. And I was in school at the time with the, uh, pursuing my bachelor's in English. And um, the goal was to be an English teacher, but I switched that very quickly. <laughs> But, um, but I wanted to do something with my skills and I couldn't find a job because I didn't have the credentials. And um, my goal, like I said, was to be a high school English teacher. And you can do that. You couldn't take that type of ambition um, to these to the local publications around my town around my city. Rather, um, you had to have certain degrees and, and I just didn't have that. And um, I just said, well, maybe I should just create something of my own. And I was, I've always been 
fascinated with the pictures in the magazines and the stories in the magazines. And the ones around my city, I didn't necessarily see a lot of people that looked like me. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just thought, well, maybe I should just create one that has us in it. And um, came up with the concept, came up with the layout, came up with just about everything. Um, and was too chicken to do anything with it. And then the timing, I was a, uh, have, I was married at the time and uh, we shared two kids and I was full-time mom, football mom, working a full-time job in school full-time. So just the timing just didn't seem right at all. And um, just sat on it, created, I mean, literally created everything, the legal aspect and the draw up and the website, everything everything and just didn't do anything with it um fast forward life changed kids grew up all that good stuff graduated with my bachelor's then graduated with my master's and thought that I was about to be living it up because my kids are out of the house and I'm gonna do this and then, and then the pandemic hit and um <laughs> and um I during that time I lost four relatives and um the first one was that march and it just seemed like it was one thing after the next in my personal life but then the world seemed like it was falling apart and I really got depressed really really depressed and um not that I haven't you know had sadness before but this was something a lot different and um right at the beginning of the pandemic my dad was they, they found a um, tumor in the back of his throat. And so that was, that hit me. <laughs> and one of my favorite aunts got sick and that hit me. And it was just one thing after the next. And um, you try to escape with social media, but the social media platforms that I'm on were flooded with um, death and sickness and rates increasing. So I was just really, really depressed, got really depressed. And um, in that process, I was like, I need something to do. If I'm going to be stuck in the house, I need something to do. So I started a little business, a little painting business where I would paint um, just anything, Greek, Greek paddles or, you know, anything, nameplates, door hangers, <laughs> just painting. And I made a little business out of it and it was doing good, but it still was not doing what I needed it to do as far as making me feel better inside. Okay. And um, so the George Floyd situation happened and then the Breonna Taylor situation happened. And then I'm not sure about Jonesboro, but here in Little Rock, there were riots and there were protests. And yes. I didn't necessarily want to be a part of the violent aspect of that, but I did want to give back and um, still concerned about COVID and not wanting to expose myself. And, you know, I would love to have been in the protest, but I don't want to get sick. So I was like, what can I do? And so this magazine came back up and I thought maybe this is the time. And then I kind of got scared again, but it kept pushing and it kept pushing and it kept pushing. Now, mind you, I just started a painting business and again, invested a lot of money into that, bought all this stationery and equipment and everything. And I was like, God, I just, I just did this. Like, I don't have any money now. (laughs) 
But um, the magazine kept pushing and kept pushing. And I talked to um, a long sister of mine and because um, she has been in publication before. I've never been in publication. So that was kind of creeping in my head. What, I don't even know how to do this for real. But I talked to her because she's had experience in it. And um, she gave me that last kick in the butt <laughs> to go ahead and do it. And um, that was October 2020. And on the first day of Black History Month of this year, I launched my first issue and it felt right. The timing, it it was seamless. Um, Can't say it hasn't been (laughs) seamless thus far because I've had my bumps, but it feels good. Um, It feels natural. Um, And I'm just, I'm loving it. And I feel like I'm being able to give back to my community in a way that's comfortable for me. And um, it's really just a love thing, just keeping my people up, doing what I can in my community to show faces of people that are actually accomplishing things that look like me and um, has the potential to last a long time for generations and generations. And that's what I want to do. I wanna create a legacy, not for me, but for my people that we were here We've done things in this state that set us, set the bar high for other people to, you know, follow behind. Um, One of my biggest inspirations was John H. Johnson, and he created the Ebony Enterprise, Ebony Magazine and Jet. And um, I just looked up to him because his mama, I think, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me, but his mama like sold her couch or something like that just to give him $500 so he can start wow. his, his magazine. And we're still looking at his magazine today. And um, he's from here. He's, um, well, not Little Rock. It's, I want to say Arkansas City, but I know that's not right. It's right past um, Palm Bluff around in that area. So I'm thinking to myself, if he can do it, back then and look what it has become and look how long it has lasted you know why not just try it I've tried everything else and it either worked or it didn't so this is actually something I love so why not just try it and see what happened and thus far it's doing pretty good that's awesome amazing story and you said a lot you dropped a lot of gems in there about it was something that kept tugging at you and I'm sure many of us have something that's tugging at us that we go to bed with it, we wake up with it, and it's like, okay. And, you know, depending on your faith, you know, I always say God won't leave you alone <laughs> until you start walking in that thing that he has purposed for you. And I am in a position where I am trying to be more purposeful in the things that I do. And so you definitely give me some inspiration to keep moving. I'm going in the right direction. It may not look what I think it should look like right now, but it's going to work out. And I hope other people took something away from everything that you said, because, yeah, um, you found an outlet. Like, that was another important piece of that. You found an outlet to pull your emotions into, or better yet, to help you decipher and pick apart and just kind of deal with your emotions. Um, 
are they going are they going to always be there i'm sure but you have found a better way to deal with them and that's wonderful um i want to say good morning to everyone that's watching on our facebook live feed and listening on air good morning to my sister all the way out in arizona thank you for checking in it's really early out there <laughs> um so let's talk about the name of the magazine and how did that all come about um, I wanted something again. John H. Johnson is my inspiration, but of course, I can't use Ebony <laughs> and I can't use Jet, but those just seem like perfect words. So I was just kind of praying, oh, what, what do I call this? Because I wanted to represent my people, um, but I don't want it to be cliche. I don't want it to be, you know, gimmicky. I wanted to actually stand for something. And I just went to the thesaurus <laughs> and um, I, I thought about urban, just regular urban, but I said, no, that sounds too, that's not what I want this to represent. I want it to represent the urban aspect, but I don't want that to be, you know, just in your face. That's what this is. Cause I just felt like it gave a different meaning or people can see it as, you know, something grimy or something like that. Um, I just, I wanted to find a word that represented all of us, whether it is the ratchet or it is the, the saved or, you know, whatever adjective you want to be in. If you, if your color, if the, your skin color has some melanin in it, I wanted the word to represent every one of us. And okay. so I just went to the thesaurus and and I really don't even know how, what I looked up, but whatever word I looked up, Urbane was under, and I had never heard of that before. So I researched it, and its um, definition is notably polished or refined in manner. And I thought, hmm, it's not a lot of words. It'll look good on a logo. I might go with this. So I did my research. Um, with the state of Arkansas to see if anybody had already used it and nobody had used it. I went to social media to see if there was anyone, another Urbane magazine, and there actually is, but they, I think it's one in Canada and then one overseas somewhere, and they are really just men's magazines. Okay. And so you can catch it in Arkansas. That's my, that's my target audience anyway. So I just, you know, get it legal in Arkansas, but still nervous, still doubting. And I went downtown and filled out the paperwork. They're going to deny it. Somebody actually is. You know, I'm just in my head. Somebody actually is. I already has this word. This is too good of a word. And it was so easy for me to find. But paperwork came back. It was approved. And Urbane Magazine <laughs> was it. <laughs> well, when I tell you, when God has something for you, <laughs> when it's meant for you, nothing else will get in the way of that. That word, that name was meant for you at that appointed time. So, yes, ma'am. So here we are, the Urbane Magazine. How many publications have you put out so far? Um, I am currently on my third issue. I'm working on issue four, and that one okay. comes out on August 1st. August 1st. Okay. And so let's talk about how people can get their hands on the Urbane Magazine. Um, right now, I only have one distributor, and it is in, located in Little Rock. Um, Pyramid Art Books and Custom Gallery Store 
It's located at 1001 Wright Avenue in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, I am looking for additional distributors, um, especially across the state, because I do want this magazine to get across the state to reach as many Black communities in Arkansas as possible. Um, But outside of that, I have the magazine available on the website. So it comes in a digital form. And it also comes in a physical form. So if someone just wants to go to the website and um, purchase one, I mail issues to people every month. And I also have subscriptions. So all right. So um, because y'all know we're non-commercial, we can't tell you the price of the price of the subscription on air, but we'll definitely make sure you find out how much that is because we want you to support um, this young lady and um, her endeavors and support something that highlights us. I've seen several covers. Of course, you don't have to go check it out. Follow you on all the social media platforms. And I saw one person that I recognize, which is uh, Ryan Davis. And um, I know he's an activist and also a potential politician, like he's run for several offices in the Little Rock area, but he's just an an advocate for all things in this community. So tell us about some of the other interviews, tell us about that interview and some of the other interviews that you have um, for other stories you have published so far. Uh, Ryan Davis, that is my friend. (laughs) Um, I was very proud of his campaigning We actually worked together a few years back. And at the time when I was trying to find out who was going to be on the cover, um, well, let me backtrack. One of the purposes of my magazine is to give a platform to Black people that wouldn't normally have one. And I want to also make all of us feel like we are supported. And so um, at that time when I was trying to find the content for the first issue and who was I going to put on the the, um, front, I happened to be riding down the street over in the Dunbar Middle School um, community. And I saw one of his campaign signs. Campaign has been over, but it was just this one lonely sign that was out there. And I said, I can ask Ryan, maybe he'll do it. And I know, like I said, we work together. And so I know he doesn't mind talking (laughs) and he doesn't mind, you know, saying what's on his mind. And um, I just, I I appreciated him for running because the seat that he was running for was held by one of Central Arkansas or Arkansas legend. And um, I just admired his boldness to, you know, run for that seat because there were very big shoes to fill. Okay. And so I wanted to recognize him for that. So he ended up, well, I ended up asking him and he's like, yeah, of course, you know, like really passe about it. <laughs> so that's how that came about. Um, on the second issue, I interviewed Joy Matthews and she is the CEO of the HBCU Kid organization. And this organization, um, I want to say it's founded out of Pine Bluff, Arkansas, but I'm not necessarily sure about that. But either way, um, she is a UAPB alumna 
and she has a son and he's just the cutest little thing um, that she wanted to expose more to the HBCU culture and the HBCU education. And because she, she lived in Palm Bluff, but she really didn't know. She knew UAPB was, you know, down the street, but she didn't understand the importance and the culture and just how much love the HBCU, HBCUs give their students. And so she wanted to expose her son to that. Well, in that desire for her son, I believe it kind of grew into, I need to do this for a lot of other kids because there are a whole lot of other kids that were like her. And so she just formed an organization and she's taking kids across the country to different HBCUs um, in college tours. And um, they get to see the campuses, they get to meet some of the instructors, they get to go to the games and see that campus life. Um, It's a really, really big deal. I know what attracted me to this story is when I was in high school, um, my principal at the, one of my principals at the time, Michael Peterson, made it possible for me to do that. I didn't know anything about HBCU culture and HBCU life. And um, if it was not for Mr. Peterson, I would have known anything about that. And I stayed down the street from Palm Bluff, I mean, not literally down the street, but mm-hmm. I'm 30 minutes away from Palm Bluff. And, and matter of fact, he exposed us to Grambling State University. So that was actually my first encounter. And then eventually it became UAPB. But, you know, there is there is an importance in especially our babies going to a school that understands them and acknowledges their brilliance and their intelligence. So I had to put her on there. Absolutely had to, you know, include her in that issue. And then. okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to pause right there because I want to. Don't want to call off another good story. Okay. Uh, you all are tuned in to Community Conversations. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll still be live on Facebook. So you got to jump on Facebook and get the rest of this conversation. But we'll be back after these announcements. Okay, so go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and the third issue, the one that's out currently, that the, the, the man on the cover is Bruce Moore, and he is Little Rock's city manager. And... Um, yeah. I was very nervous about that interview because it's like, oh my goodness, this is my first official politician situation. And but he was very, very down to earth. He was very um, approachable. He was just very relaxed. He made me feel comfortable. I was super nervous. I even I was so nervous I forgot my camera. And um, but he he was just very forgiving. I mean, he didn't. It was like no sweat. But he in his article. He's just talking about um, things that he's been able to participate in over the years in his role as city manager. And he talks about his love for his son. That that issue is actually the Father's Day issue, Father's Day themed issue. And so um, I chose him because he is a father and a very loving father and um, just, you know, uh, he's been in that position at least 20 years. And so um, just a, a good guy. And I just felt like, you know, give him some recognition. He's a, fi- a father. It's, a, it's probably enough 
you know, hating information out there about him. But as a black man, as being a father, give him, you know, give him that recognition. You know, we're all doing the best we can do. So, um, but I'm just excited about the feedback with some of these articles. Um, there's also been like, uh, in this recent one, there's a piece about this young man who was a photographer, he's a young father, and he tells his story about how he tried the college route and it wasn't for him, but now he has a thriving photograph or photography business and um, his child was his motivation. And, you know, he was kind of, skeptical about dropping out of college but he said he just didn't feel fulfilled and we need those stories as well um what's his name so we can give him a shout out i'm sorry actually i could have told you <laughs> oh what is his name is he from the little rock area yes yes okay. He's, he was actually um originally from sheridan arkansas but he moved to little rock to go to philander smith college and if you his, his business is his business is Swaggy B Photography. Well, since yeah. we're on Facebook only, look, y'all go and look at the magazine. Yes, yes. Uh, get the subscription <laughs> and read the article. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I, I try to give our people a platform because there's a lot of talent out here. It's a lot of history out here that it, we're losing especially the history aspect, we're losing it with every generation. So I figure if the publication, if my publication can last and last and last, that story will still be able to be told. Now, it may not be the whole story, but maybe it'll be enough for someone to say, I'm I'm interested enough, so let me go research it on my own. Which is is another... Uh, section of each magazine is called Arkansas Black History. And so I make sure to to include that in every issue, something about Arkansas Black History. And thus far, I've had the history of West 9th Street um, in downtown Little Rock. And then in the second issue, it was um, the history of Dunbar High School. Dunbar High School, well, it was originally Dunbar High School, but eventually it became Dunbar Middle School, which is currently Dunbar Middle School. And a lot of Black people in Little Rock do not know that that used to be a high school. It originally started out as a high school. And so I give the history about that. And in this third issue, I talk about the Arkansas Sanatorium. Oh, um, it's it's in, in Alexander, Arkansas. Okay. And um, it was the first facility that was created to, to basically put Black people in during the time that tuberculosis was taking, you know, running rampant. And it just seemed so reflective of what's happening. If when you read the story, just how Black people were more affected by tuberculosis then and how Corona and COVID-19 or whichever one you want to call it is kind of doing the same thing and we are suffering more. Our numbers are higher. So it was just kind of a, a mirror type of thing. But every issue will have a, a segment of Arkansas Black history. So I just I'm just trying to create our legacy or continue our legacy. So yeah. 
So let's talk about some of the other segments um, in the magazine. Um, will there be, are there segments? Well, first I want to say good morning to Derek Coleman, everyone else who's tuning in. Thank you for uh, watching. Please share this information. We are speaking with, I'm sorry, we're back on air. We're speaking with Ms. Diana Donahue, the creator, founder, owner, publisher, editor, everything of the Urbane Magazine. Even though she's located in Little Rock, uh, she was, she's looking for your support. Um, whether it's stories, financial assistance, whatever the case may be. So we're going to make sure to get you your contact information so that you can reach out to her and find out how you can help in her endeavors to keep this magazine ongoing for generations to come. Okay, so other stories. Uh, what are some other type of stories, articles, or pieces that you may be looking for or that are in the magazine? I am always looking for informative stories. Okay. Um, what I have discovered is that we all have a story. And a lot of times, I'm, I'm, a lot of times it's hard for me to say, I really can't use that with this issue because I have a content calendar for the whole year. Okay. And so sometimes people will come to me and like, you know, I've overcome this and I want to tell this and I want to share this and I succeeded and I'm doing well. And I, I, I'm so happy and I, I genuinely am proud and happy for the accomplishments, but I really can't use all the stories, um, especially not in the website. There, I'm going to have to create a section where I can do that because my heart just breaks and okay. I can't use that. But um, I'm always looking for informative pieces, um, just something to educate. This, this current issue, I made sure to include just like 15 questions that you should have an answer to if you're looking to buy a home, if you're a okay. first, time, first time home buyer. Um, another issue I included in a piece of, a piece about financial literacy and financial management. So I try to also include that aspect too, um, because there's really power in knowledge. And if you know something, you have the knowledge, then you can take over the world. You can own some land, you can create generational wealth. So I try to also include those aspects as well. Um, I do have those testimonial type pieces. Um, I just featured a man named C.J. Duvall, and he was telling how important it, is. it has been for him to give back, to keep a giving spirit. And um, he shared the legacy of that. And again, this was a Father's Day themed issue. So he told his father's history and, and how somebody, how a woman in his neighborhood gave to him and how that continued on um, from his father to him and how he gives back. So I, if I can kind of make a story fit a certain theme, then that's what I try to go for. Um, I did, I try to also include something about health, um, just different tips on what to be cautious for. This past issue, again, was a father's day thing. So I included some information about things men should do and make sure they're staying on top of with their health. Um, 
And my, well, like I said earlier, with the scare with my dad, it kind of just resonated. I got to put something in here because my dad may not be the only one that's experiencing this. And um, But that's really it. I just try to include a little bit of everything and, and make sure that each, each issue as, is as informative as possible, as inspirational as possible. Um, and then I also have another section that's called Listen First, and it is to showcase local artists uh, in the music industry, um, because oftentimes a lot of artists don't get that notoriety that they need. They don't have a platform. Um, so I try to be of service that way. Now with that, um, there are some types of music that I may not be able to just put out, um, but I try to be as neutral as possible. I don't, I don't, because I'm trying to reach all ages, mm -hmm. all, you know, walks of life. Um, I try to cater, cater to everybody, but there, there will be some music that I will not, um, <laughs> I, I will not offer my platform to. So, yeah, you have to be mindful of <laughs> yes in, of your brand and what yes. you represent yes. and what you want to represent you. Yes. And when people see these things, they're like, "This is what our brand is putting out." Right. So, right. you have to be very mindful. So that's another free tip for those of you out there that are starting any kind of brand. Be mindful of who you align yourself with, you know, what elements you align yourself with. Because, yeah, you don't want to leave a negative, lasting impression on people. Who's going to leave it at that? <laughs> um, I want to ask this because I consider myself to be kind of a creative writer. <clears throat> and I know quite a few people who do poetry, spoken word. You know, things of that nature, write short stories. Um, I want to say fiction, like, but fiction. So do you, will you open up spaces for people to share those gifts as well? Um, just I'm going to have to. Have to. I, I, I keep... I, I keep being approached uh, by poets and wordsmiths and, you know, and I... And I, again, because I'm just getting started, I haven't created that lane yet, but I absolutely have to um, because it's a lot of us out here that love words and love to write. And that is another talent and skill that we have. So that that is coming. I promise it is coming. <laughs> um, but I, in all honesty, I apologize. I just been so focused on, I need a journalist. I need a, a writer yes. that's a journalist that when I'm approached, it's like, I don't really have any, you know, I don't, I want to use you, but I don't know how. So I'm, I'm working on that now. I was just approached Sunday um, by a young lady and I don't, and I feel like I'm deflating people when I say I really can't do anything with that. So I'm going to have to create a lane and um, a feature type of situation. So it's coming. I promise it's coming. <laughs> All right. So for those of you listening who have a little free time in your hand. You want to give back. This is a volunteer opportunity. Mm -hmm. But that out there first. Um, volunteer opportunity to use your skills as, I don't know, an editor of sorts. Um, someone to, what do they call it? Like, in the music industry, they call it what, like PR or 
talent requisition or something of that nature. Um, so whatever the equivalent is in the writing world, uh, you know, finding talent and really sorting through and finding pieces that would be suitable right. for the magazine, of course, um, at Mrs. Diana's approval, um, you know, reach out to her. So let, let's go ahead. Let me go ahead and put this information into the live feed so people can go ahead and start copying this stuff down so they can make notes to reach out to you and hopefully your phone email start jumping <laughs> off the hook because uh, we need to get this magazine in everybody's hands. Um, so, okay. So, <clears throat> phone number. Phone number is 501-301-0049. Okay. And then email. E-T-H-E Urbane U-R-B-A-N-E Mag M-A-G at gmail.com. Okay, so I just put the information in the Facebook live feed. So those of you listening on air, go back to Facebook, find this video, write this information down, screenshot, whatever you need to do, and reach out to Miss Diana to help in any shape, form, or fashion. Um, again, we can't tell you the subscription prices, so you would need to definitely reach out to her or go to her website. And so the website is, I don't have that written down. What is the, the website? www dot the urbane mag dot com it's the same thing for the email and all the social media platforms so after this interview go to instagram facebook find it follow like share do all that whatever it says to do and reach out and support um you see if you know someone who may make it or you know already have your content mostly laid out you have all of your cover well your feature stories already picked out for the year and um this upcoming one that'll be dropping on august 1st this will be the back to school thing okay and it will cover well let me say this i put a issue out every other month okay so the current one that's out came out in June, on June 1st, this next one will be August. So with each issue, it covers things for August and September. So it's a, it covers two months. So okay. um, Labor Day, just different holidays, preparation for upcoming things in the year, all of those things will be in this issue. Okay. And so who is, well, can you tell us who your feature story, feature person is? The feature story is going to be celebrating educators that have been in the field for at least 15 years. So um, those Black teachers, those Black staff members that they didn't get any recognition, Black Black administrators, um, the ones working behind the scenes that we take for granted and 
you know, we see them, but don't see them. I, I'm trying to target them. And I, I, just in case anybody's wondering or saying, hey, I know somebody, I've reached my quota. I got everybody that I can actually fit into this issue. But um, if you would still like to submit, um, maybe I can give them a social media recognition because I will be, that'll be a part of my content for the next two months or starting in August, that'll be part of my uh, web content is to give those educators and those workers um, recognition via the social media. So if you go to the website, there is a, a button in the column that says submit a story. You can go there and you can submit and no promises, but there, there will be a chance that at least they will be on social media if chosen. I know two, I know more than two, several uh, Black educators here in our city that have put in the years and put in the work. And it's more than just about, oh, I'm a teacher, I'm an administrator. They put in blood, sweat, tears, and energy, and they put their whole heart into what they're doing. And it has resonated with their children. You know, now some of the children come back and are like, hey, Miss So and so, hey, Mr. Whatever, you know. You, you remember me and blah, blah, this is what you talk, you know, so it makes them feel good that they, the kids right. come back and talk about the impact they had in their life. So I hope that we all take some time to celebrate a teacher who has made an impact in their life as kids. I know it's still July. Nobody wants to think about going back to school right now, but come August, you gotta get your mind right. <laughs> you know what? Those teachers are still working. Even, even though it's summertime, there are teachers that are still working, that are doing the coaching and they are doing the preparation and in the professional developments, all to prepare them for August. And they've been doing this for years and don't get the recognition or, you know, are not celebrated. They're underpaid. <laughs> um, so yes. I just, I felt like because I was aspiring to be a teacher and, and changed my mind real quick, um, <laughs> I just felt like I needed to do this because so many of our people, our educators, don't get the recognition and they're overlooked and they're compared to their counterparts and you know wrongfully accused or disqualified or whatever the case. And I just, again, this magazine is purpose to still celebrate us regardless because we, we, we may never make it to the, the other magazines, but there is, or the other publications, but there is one that exists, at least for the state of Arkansas right now, that appreciates your hard work because, you know, I mean, it, and, and even in this upcoming issue, um, I am featuring Stacey McAdoo, and she was the 2019 Teacher of the Year for the state of Arkansas. And before her, there, it was a 17-year gap from when someone else of color had won that award. And it really hasn't even been documented because when Stacy won it, um, some publisher, some of a website or something, news something, deemed her the first and she was not the first. And, and come to find out, not only was she not the first, but there was someone even before the previous one that won that was awarded that 17 years prior to her. 
and the she's still these people are still alive and you're saying that this one this more recent one is the first so that says there you know that shows a level of you know we just awarded we don't really keep track <laughs> and then there's such a big gap there's so many african-american teachers in the industry but and, and administrators and all of that but there's 17 years there could have been somebody else in between that. So, you know, I just try to celebrate us. Alrighty. So a comment from uh, Mrs. Shanquetta Cunningham. She says, my mother is transportation director and yes, undervalued. Busing is not easy and she goes above and beyond. I would love to submit her. But please do that, Mrs. Shanquetta. Um, again, if she doesn't make it, you know, her story doesn't make it into the magazine. Definitely maybe online or on social media. Um, can people submit pictures of the people that they want to share their story? I say yes, but I don't, I hadn't looked at their form since I made the website, but I think I made, I think I made a spot where you can submit a form. But either way, if not, don't, don't be afraid to email me. Okay. So she'll include the email information is in the live feed, so I'm gonna pin that um, so that people can find at the top um, for the information. So go to the website or email and submit those stories. Um, just send a word of encouragement to Mrs. Diana. This is a, a big venture. This is like Absolutely. creating and publishing a magazine there's a lot. By <laughs> itself, it's a you lot. You have to look at the layout. <laughs> like, you have to look at the layout and you have to look at each page with a fine tooth comb just to make sure that everything's in place. And then also creating the print version versus the web version. I can't even imagine those modifications that have to be made for that. Um, look, God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. Because <laughs> so many people have the idea or the, they have the, I dare say fashion. They have the inner, the excitement. Try to find the right word. They have the excitement to say, well, I want to start a magazine. But do you really know what goes on into it? So um, for those of you listening on air, we're going to take another quick break. But we'll still be live on Facebook. So uh, don't go anywhere. Or you can jump on Facebook and join the rest of the conversation. But we will be back after these announcements. Okay, so, yeah. So again, we're off air. So now let's talk about subscriptions. So for those of you, for those that are watching on Facebook, what does a subscription entail? Um, and then how can they go ahead and get signed up now? <laughs> okay, so for just the individual issue, for a digital, I gotta, because my numbers, I gotta, don't talk about me. I gotta read this off card. So for a digital issue, one issue is $5.99 plus tax. Okay. You want a physical issue, it's $7.99 plus tax. Okay. So for a one-year subscription, which is six issues, you want the digital version, it's $19.95 plus tax. If you want the physical version, it's $25.95 plus tax. Okay. So if you want a two-year subscription, that is 12 issues it will be $24.95 for a digital 
And for the physical, it is $29.95 plus tax. And you know, all of that is on the website. You know, we spend, if we go out to eat at any restaurant, we don't spend $30. I mean, easy. <laughs> well, after you get done with advertisers, drinks, and it's on one person, you know. So why not invest that money? Sacrifice one meal out and invest that money into a Black-owned business. Support someone who's doing something wonderful for your community, for our community. And again, please, I can't say this enough, support <laughs> Black-owned business. Like, I'm going to get off my soapbox in a minute, but... Um, <laughs> People know how I get, I, when I get passionate, I have to rein myself in because <laughs> I'm all about supporting businesses and supporting positive things that we are trying to do in our communities. Um, you're telling our stories through a Black lens. And that's one thing that's very, very important to me. So let's talk about that. Let's Telling our stories through our lens. Tell us what that means to you. Okay, it's heavy. I, I want to do exactly that. Tell our story and it be our story. So when I'm doing interviews, I, I do make, I give the courtesy, you know, before we get started, I'm, I'm letting you know whatever you put and whatever you tell me, that's what I'm going to put in here. So I'll let you go back and proofread it and decide if you want to take away because at the end of the day this is your brand this is you know the magazine that's telling your story and this can potentially go on and on and on for years so what do you want the people to read about you and what don't you want them to so with that disclaimer whatever they give me I make sure I keep it a hundred percent what they said so if it's ebonics I'm putting in the bonnets. If it's something, you know, kind of grimy or may offend our counterparts, I'm putting it in there. If they blessed me to put it in there, I'm putting it in there because that is their experience. That is their Black experience. If they say, yo, and they say, you know what I'm saying, or I wanna, I gotta, whatever they tell me or whatever they say, I'm putting it in there because I know the importance of knowing that it's somebody out there that looks and talks and acts and walks like me. Um, and, you know, that might, people might look at that as a negative thing, but to me, that's important because if you don't know, if you, if you have a self-esteem situation on the inside that, and you're saying, I don't speak like them, I, I don't talk white or I don't talk sophisticated, but you see this person that talks the way you assume that you talk and they're successful and they're doing it and they've made it to a magazine and they're in this limelight, that can be encouraging for someone else to just be bold enough to step out and say, okay, they talk like me. So they had an interview. Hmm, maybe I can talk how I'm talking and go get a job. Maybe I can talk how I'm talking and talk to the governor or the mayor or, you know, put out my grievances. And those can be the beginning steps of, of a change for our people. So I try to tell our stories and traditionally or 
generationally, we we don't talk. We keep our business to ourselves. And there is a level that you that you definitely should do that. But I feel like in a lot of ways that has kind of crippled generations because we tend to make mistakes that our fathers and grandmothers and uncles and aunts made, but we didn't know. And so we feel like I'm, I'm, it's something wrong with me, not knowing that that has been a decision that has been made for generations in your family. But we didn't know, and we felt like this just happened to me. Nobody else has experienced it. I don't even know how to deal with it. So again, it is important to me for those Black stories to go into this publication the exact way that it was presented to me. So. One of my sisters and I had a conversation about, um, like she grew up with her mom more than I did. And so there were some seeds that were planted way back when, when the subject had a And so there were seeds that were planted back then about my mom and my sister too. She better take me with her. And then as I'm getting older, we talk about the story. I knew my mom, of course, and Lived there for a time. Long story short, those same roots spiritually somehow took root with me. I'm like, oh, how did that happen? You know. So it's a, it's amazing. Not necessarily a good way, but amazing how things from different generations spill over. Like you said, it's from other generations that we don't realize it unless somebody tells us. Unless somebody starts telling stories, we just don't know. We just don't know. So we need to start. I don't want to say statement. You know I mean? The volume is going out. I'm sorry. Is that better? Yes. Okay. I was saying we need to kind of nudge the next generations in a different direction or in the direction that we would like to see them go in. Um, they can continue our legacy as a black as the black person. Anyway, um, so this last segment, um, any you know, final words of encouragement? What, what message would you like to give out to? Um, the last bit of encouragement is don't be afraid to try. I had to learn that the hard way. Even the things that I was trying, I didn't feel like I was even good enough to try. It's something about self-esteem that it can change the trajectory of everything about your life if you let it, if you let the negative overwhelm you and get the best of you. Um, if you have, and this is probably as simple as I can say that, if you have tried everything else and it didn't work. Why not go ahead and just try what you really, really want to do? And if it don't work, you I mean, what do you have to lose? If you tried A, B, and C and they didn't work out or it failed and that and they really what that really wasn't what you wanted to do anyway. Why not just try on what it is you really want to do? And if it doesn't work out, at least you tried. Um, and that's where I am. Everything else I've done in my life was a gamble. I didn't necessarily even think I would be able to do it. It wasn't 
the things that I wanted to truly do with my life. And I've had a lot of failures. I've had a lot of successes. And I just got to a point in the depression of the pandemic, you know, just sitting and talking with God, like, okay, I have risked a lot of on business, different business things. I've done a lot of side hustles. I put in a lot of money and I, and I didn't feel fulfilled. So what would be the big deal if I actually do what I'm feeling and it don't work out? I would rather leave this earth saying that I tried it than didn't try it. Because if you're going to, if you, if you already feel that stuff, what do you have to lose? You just have to switch your mind state and believe in yourself. And even if, because I'm not going to lie, when I, in October, when my LS was like, do it, I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And still that doubt was still in my head. But if you have to take your doubt with you, take it with you, but try. If it's still right here, you're still walking with it. And after a while, it will shut up. It will come back, but you will have been, you will have practiced how to ignore it and how to move forward with it. But you have to try. You never know whose life that your vision and your dreams can touch. There's so many different walks of life in, in, that exist. And somebody, there is an audience for you. Somebody needs your lessons. Somebody needs your skill set. Somebody needs exactly what you do to help them. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> uh, there are times that, and I know I'm not the only one, and I'm not going to say it's just women over men, but because I've had more conversations with women, and as a black woman, we tend to make ourselves small in certain spaces. We tend to not always go after our endeavors. We go for the small stuff sometimes. We limit ourselves, but we put a cap on what's possible. <laughs> um, and they give me some conversations that I've had with other women. But we don't go, we don't always or immediately go for the big thing. We just go for it. Okay, well, this little big process, I'm just going to You know how you, you talked about you need the pain around. Okay, that, that's going to make you some money. That's going to, you know. Mm. But Exactly. And I, I, I learned that, you know, you, you just have to believe in yourself. I've had a lot of accomplishments, a lot of them. Um, and if you ask certain family members like my mom, she's very proud of everything that I've accomplished and, and how it all turned out. But to me, in those moments, those are just things I was supposed to do going to college and getting a degree as a teacher. That's what you were supposed to do. That's what my gener my elders taught me. You go get a job, get something that you're going to actually be able to work. What I wanted to do was draw. I wanted to write, but it wasn't no money in that. If I would have pursued that then back in the nineties or well, right after high school, I could have been making six figures in graphic artistry because it boomed after that. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you just go, I mean, everybody is not going to agree with you. Everybody is not going to feel you, but sometimes you have to take a risk. And with that, taking the risk, 
You got to learn balance and understand that timing, God's timing is everything. Because if I would have took that big leap, like you were saying, it may not have worked out because the timing wouldn't have been right. But don't, if the timing is not right, still don't give up on your dreams. Still keep it close by, kind of babysit it a little bit, upgrade it a little bit, because when the timing comes, you will be able to full out launch it and go for it. So just, just keep your dreams close. It, it says you're on mute. All right, I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, thank you so much for this interview. Um, it's been such a joy. This was not your last time. Um, we would definitely have you back again, and we want as many people as possible to get their hands on the subscription. We're off the air. We're still on Facebook. Uh, so once again, for the rent of these prices, so for the digital options, okay, so I'm just going to give you the prices for 1, 6, or 12. It's $599, $1995, $2495, and that's plus taxes for the digital. And so for the subscription, for the physical copy, um, this is, again, 1, issue, 6, or 12, $7.99, and again, plus taxes. And their issues come out every two months. So look, reach out to Ms. Diana. Ms. Diana. Um, we put the information in the Facebook live feed. Let's get her email and phone number pop in. Go to the website, go to the social media platform. Look, let's make this magazine blow. We know what we can do. Um, we've seen cancel culture work. Let's go the opposite direction, you know, and get this magazine popping in everybody's hands and mouths and out my dad. Again, thank you so much, Ms. Diana, for joining me today. Thank you for tuning in for watching. All right. This is going to do it for your community conversations on Wednesday. Stay tuned to All Gospel Wednesday. Brother Carl's will be with you at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. So everyone have a great and blessed day.